0: Hello, this is D.G. Linton Gridley introducing you to the Aging with Grace podcast titled No Toxins, with a recording date of March 4th, 2022, Season 1, Episode 22. Vladimir Stafford, who usually introduces the podcasts, has laryngitis today. Hope you feel better soon, Vladimir. Hello, welcome to this episode titled No Toxins. I don't know what the word toxin means to you. Toxin is one of those words that is thrown around a lot these days but rarely defined. So let's start the definition, let's start with the definition, the formal definition of toxin. Merriam Webster Dictionary says toxins are a poisonous substance that is a specific product of the metabolic activities of a living organism and is usually very unstable notably toxic when introduced into the tissues and typically capable of inducing antibody formation i think it's interesting that the definition uses the word toxic within the definition but the main word in the definition is poisonous that's a word that's been around a long time and we all know what that means bad stuff something that will hurt us a poisonous substance A poisonous substance. It makes me think of those skull and crossbones symbols that were on bottles in cartoons when I was a kid. The skull and crossbones still symbolize death or at the very least something that's going to make you sick. Wikipedia says there are generally five types of toxic entities. Chemical, biological, physical, radiation, and behavioral toxicity disease-causing microorganisms and parasites are toxic in a broad sense but are generally called pathogens rather than toxicants. So there seems to be some controversy about considering viruses and bacteria as toxins. However, science is leaning towards including them as toxins rather than as pathogens. I did some research on this and, and that's my conclusion. The bottom line is Toxins are bad. Toxins are poison. Toxins will make you sick and maybe even kill you. And yet we willingly swallow them, inhale them, inject them. And when I say that, I'm talking about as a population, not me, myself, as part of that we. I believe our bodies function best when we have no toxins in our bodies. I know that some of the toxins in our bodies are there through no fault of our own due to air pollution or chemicals in the plastics where we store our food or chemicals in the water we drink due to pollution and people dumping medications down the toilet, for example. Toxins in the food we eat are there because they're absorbed by the plants as pesticides and fertilizers and toxins in the meat and the fish we eat because of the toxins they are given to improve their marketability and from the pollution in their environment. We should definitely make an effort to not eat food containing toxins if we can help it and we should do whatever we can to make sure our water is clean and pure and free of toxins. I use a water filter and I never drink tap water I do drink bottled water when I am on the go, and I probably do have plastic in my body on a cellular level. Fortunately, I am no longer in my childbearing years. (laughs) I have always wished I could grow my own food and drink from a pure mountain spring. But if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. Growing one's own food is a huge undertaking involving sacrifices I'm not willing to make. I grew up in the hippie era and saw those hippies turn to yuppies. (laughs) Yuppies, in case you didn't know, were young professionals in the 80s. Hippies thought they could grow their own food and have a simple life, but they learned it's not so easy, and so they got jobs and shopped in grocery stores instead and became yuppies. And I never understood how those same hippies who wanted to live a simple lifestyle and grow their own organic food were also known to take drugs and smoke marijuana and cigarettes. Using the flower of health analogy, I think the answer lies in one's attitude toward toxins. We seem to think, as a population, as a culture, that we can choose a toxin, or toxins, plural, to put into our bodies in one way or another, and we are going to be immune to its negative effects on our body. So the flower of health has the middle of the flower as our thoughts, our attitude, and that determines how we regard these toxins. In other words, we lie to ourselves because we love that toxin. We love how it makes us feel. Of course, in addition to how we love the way it makes us feel, there are chemical and biological changes within our brains when we inhale, ingest, or inject substances into our bodies. In other words, the user gets addicted physically, physically addicted, so that they crave that substance so much that it causes the user to not think clearly. That's why the first one's free. You know, drug dealers, you always hear they say the first one's free because they know that people will get addicted. My mother was addicted to cigarettes. I could never understand how she was so concerned about eating well, about having a nutritious diet, and staying at a healthy weight, and yet she smoked. She was a nurse, so she knew the medical implications of smoking. So many nurses smoke. I don't understand it, except they're addicted. There is no understanding it. As with any addiction, the user has to hit rock bottom before they will stop using. That's just another way of saying that they have to reach a point where they decide that using the substance is not worth the pain, the cost. The user makes a decision that they are going to do everything in their power to not use the substance. I have known people who have quit smoking cold turkey. Willpower was enough for them. My father was one of those people. He stopped smoking when he was 50-something, and he lived to be 86. My mother never stopped smoking, and she lived to be 72. I have heard people joke that cigarettes reduce the length of your life by 10 years but those last 10 years aren't very good anyway. Ask the people who have lived the extra 10 years if they would rather have not lived them. Ask their family if they would rather not have had them around for the last 10 years. To say the last 10 years aren't that good anyway is crazy talk. My mother really enjoyed smoking. I used to watch her as she was smoking. To me, she looked disgusting because she looked to me to be a slave to a stupid little white thing lit on fire so she could suck in the smoke, and she sucked on it hard, inhaling it deeply into her lungs and letting it out slowly through her nose. So strange, and she spent a lot of money on her cigarettes when she really couldn't afford them as a single mom of three children. Her day seemed to revolve around her cigarette breaks. My mother tried to quit smoking about two years before she died. She tried using Chantrix, but that just made her sick, made her feel sick to her stomach. She tried setting a schedule for herself and only smoking half a cigarette according to her schedule, but I think by then it was too late. She was diagnosed with cancer on her birthday, July 21st, 2008, and she was dead almost two months later, September 17th, 2008. I don't know where the cancer started, but by the time they diagnosed it, it was all throughout her body. My mother always said that if she got cancer she would just let it run its course. She had seen too many people suffer with radiation and chemotherapy treatments which just led to a prolonged and painful death. At least my mother didn't suffer long. I think she knew she had cancer way before she had it diagnosed. I remember her coming to visit a couple of years before she died. She lived in Florida and I lived in Kentucky and she didn't come very often. But she came then and she was checking out our house and asking if she did come to live with us. I was always asking her to please come and live with us. We had plenty of room in our house. And she was all alone down there in Florida with no family. So she was checking out our house and she asked if we would let her smoke indoors if she came to live with us. And I told her, no, I wanted her to come and live with us. And I didn't think it was too much to ask for her to go out of doors to smoke, but I guess she did. She went to live with my brother and stayed her last two months with him, and she smoked up until two days before she died, when she wasn't able to hold a cigarette. This is a short podcast because if you are a smoker, you are not going to want to listen to what I have to say anyway. You already know that cigarettes are bad for you, that your body is being poisoned. I'm recording this podcast about toxins and cigarettes in particular because it's just so sad to me that people are poisoning themselves willingly, that they are making themselves slaves to a substance that is killing them slowly and reducing their quality of life on the way. And they are wasting money. I hate wasting money. Money is a tool that can be used for good, but instead they are using it for bad, and they are making the people that love them very sad. Thank you for listening. I love you whether you smoke or not, whether you use I mean abuse other substances or not. But I can't help I can't help but have hope that you will get better, that you will stop putting toxins in your body. I have hope that you will live a long and healthy life, full of joy and happiness. I can always have hope. So here I am signing off wishing you well and hoping that you're making happy memories that will last a lifetime, because memories are everything. Bye-bye. Hello, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.